Welcome y bienvenidos to Presently Aquí with Claudia, an insightful mindfulness podcast to help you discover ways to control your thoughts, emotions, fears, and essentially mastering self-love. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Presently Aquí with Claudia. I am Claudia, your host. And Presently Aquí is a community of healers from around the world that come together and share their deep paths of their self-discovery and helps other people discover themselves and come home to their heart. Um, and today, I don't have a special guest. I have an extraordinary guest who is my teacher, my mentor, just this amazing human being that I happen to cross paths with and am able to learn from. Um, there are no words to describe this amazing woman. However, I will read what she is all about, but it still won't capture her. So Dr. Manage Motagi is an author, international speaker, certified by the UCLA and Mindful NYU, an organizational psychologist and corporate trainer. Manage has led hundreds of retreats and courses in mindfulness and Buddhist teachings. She is an expert in transforming her students and clients to an extraordinary level. Yes, see? <laughs> you see what I mean? Welcome, Manage. Oh, hello, Claudia. Thank you. You're so kind. <laughs> so kind. No, Thank you're you. you're 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 the <laughs> kindest person I've ever met. Um, just I've been just so excited to have you and been waiting for this opportunity to host you and kind of give back to you for everything that you offer. You know, our our beautiful sangha. Thank you. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Thank you for that. And so today um, she's going to lead us into a quick meditation before we start this beautiful conversation. Yeah, that's a good idea. We can all settle in however you're listening, wherever you are. You don't have to change much, but just um, tuning into yourself. If you happen to be driving, though not... Uh, close your eyes, obviously, but just tuning in, feeling your body, feeling your hands, your shoulders, your legs. And this moment is a different moment than the past moment. And the past one has just left us and we are in this moment. So... With every new moment, we want to be aware of where we are, how we are, what is our mind up to, what is our mood like, what is our body feeling. And as we do this, we, we can become more um, available to whatever is showing up. So continuing with that, just... Soften your face, soften your shoulders, take a deep breath and exhale. <sighs> Using a ha sound to exhale is usually very healing and rejuvenating. So let's do that together. Take a deep breath. And exhale with a ha. Ah. Yeah. And 
So check in with your mind. Where is your mind up to? And you can know you are thinking when the muscles of your forehead are engaged, tight. So relax the muscles of your forehead. Let your mind relax. There is nothing to figure out. No one to please. Nothing to take care of. Just feel any tension or tightness that might be around your eyebrows or cheekbones. Just relax them. Your jaws. Relax your chin. And slowly begin to notice there is a gentle movement in the upper body. The chest rising, falling. And the reason for that is this beautiful breath. Rejuvenating breath that comes into our body. And it's released back into the environment. So bring awareness to the tip of your nostrils. See if you can feel a sensation. There's a breath that moves in through the nostrils. See if you can sense that it's a bit cool. And the breath moving out of the nostrils. Notice if it's a bit warmer. Let's do that for five breaths, just feeling. Breath coming in, moving out. And relax your neck, area around the back of your head. And then feel your chest rising, falling, ribcage opening. Expanding, contracting. Just being aware. And the goal of any pausing, sitting, meditating would be to just bring some Awareness, relaxation, anchoring into the moment. And letting go of that which does not serve you. That could be a concept, just like the breath, 
that leaves your body. If you give it room and allow it, things will pass and change. Then you can bring a few thoughts of well-being for yourself. As you feel your breath, you can quietly repeat in your mind, may I be well. May I be free from worry, anxiety, fear. May my body be at ease. My heart full of joy. May all beings be free, happy, and at ease. Taking a one last deep breath, exhaling, and gently opening your eyes if you have them closed, coming back into the session. Thank you. Thank you so much. That was wonderful, <clears throat> as always, <laughs> and soothing. Definitely helped me calm down continue this beautiful conversation with you. Um, so beautiful, Manage. Uh, I know you've been in this mindfulness path for quite some time, um, but I wanted to know early on in your life, what were some of the challenges that you face in your path to self-discovery? Yeah, well, life, you know, is challenging, especially when you grow up understanding life in ways that are, you know, perspective based on culture, based on family, you know, values and traditions and what other people think is going on. And so, you know, as a young person, I, um, I grew up, uh, up until I was 15 or so in, in my country, Iran. And uh, yeah, it's been a while, 40 some years, 46 years now, 45. Um, and so, you know, very shy, very, uh, <laughs> very reserved uh, when I came here. And uh, shortly within, I don't know, five years or so, I got married. And, um, you know, lots of difficulties in emotional, you know, chaotic life and lots of things happening. I mean, we had a good life. We were had no financial difficulty, but um, just ups and downs of life, you know, and um, emotional differences. I had a lot of differences with my um, ex-husband and a very nice man, but we were all different 
from different cultures and backgrounds, you know. Um, just without giving too much, you know, whenever I want to talk about my past, I want to be now kind and considerate to the people who were there, yes. you know, not making anybody at mm -hmm. fault. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, there was a time I would say, yeah, my mother did this and my father <laughs> over there and my husband did, you know. But then it's all resolved in me. And I understand why people, you know, do have these difficulties. So looking back, I would say there was a lot of challenges, emotional, mental, perspective challenges. There was addiction in the family. There was, you know, the ups and downs of, you know, different things. And so finally, I think when I got divorced, um, going through school, actually it was before I got divorced, going through school, I stumbled onto this course that said Asian thoughts, mm -hmm. Asian philosophies. And I learned about different uh, you know, religions, uh, Zoroasterism was in my own background, Taoism, Hinduism, Buddhism, they were all really fascinating. And so something about this mindfulness meditation and the Buddha's teachings just caught my attention as if it was the thing that I had always done or wanted to do and couldn't do because of the the ways of the, you know, my surroundings or so. And I just found it. Um, but from finding it to developing and becoming and, you know, enjoying and benefiting, yeah. it was a big, big time and a long time to go and lots of things to develop, yeah. you know. Um, my own, you said, what were challenges, my own perspectives, my mm -hmm. own warped on, uh, you know, uh, unrealistic paradigms of life. Of relationship should be this. A man should do that. Children should behave like yes. this. A wife should do that. A parent should be like this. And the society got to be like that. And the neighbors got to be, you yeah. know, all of the things that the should, the should, right. the should, the should were the biggest obstacles, actually. Yeah, yeah I, I yeah. love that you bring that up. It's, it's, yeah internal obstacles yeah, yeah because that is the biggest one and um you know I, I you're the first person to bring that up because it is the absolute truth that we are the obstacle we are the challenge right the things that um not not to take it in a negative space right it's just we're the accumulation of our you know of our parents our culture and um when we have come to this our adultship then we're able to make the decision and see do these things work for me? Are they healthy? Are they bringing me balance? Are they, right, if if that is the journey that you're seeking, right, within yourself? Um, so mm -hmm. I, I truly love that. Um, how, how, considering that you come from Iran and then studying Buddhism, how did that clash, if, if at all, in your life in the beginning? Because, you know, it's, it is, completely no. different well actually actually it's not at all mm. zero actually i was very surprised that why when i understood right. the teachings of the buddha i was very surprised of how come this hasn't gone to iran uh -huh. because the base the very base of the buddha's teachings 
is cultivating the heart, cleaning up your heart. Okay. You know, the heart has many qualities, quality of gener- generosity, quality of kindness, quality of, you know, compassion, quality of... These are, are some things that are most people... I mean, I shouldn't generalize, but a lot of people have a little bit of it circumstantially, mm, yes. you know? You could be happy, for example, another quality is to have joy for the joy of others, yes. right? You could be happy, you know, for somebody else if it has to do with mm-hmm. you. Oh, my son got married, my child was born, right. my, you know, my sister this, my circumstantially, but so very little development in the heart, whereas the Persian culture has already in you know embedded in the culture a lot of these heart qualities are at, at a high level. Mm. Compassion is very high. Generosity is just okay. normal. Yeah, you know, it's just normal. It's right. nothing to be, you know, you can't even avoid not be generous, you know, hospitality, right. generosity. So I was actually surprised at how come it didn't come to my country. And it was, it meshed with very much with my, my inner, uh, good, the good, you know, the good values mm-hmm. that I had developed. It was in line with it. So uh, it, to a point where there is a practice for your listeners or audience, if they don't know, there's a practice called Metta or loving kindness, yes. right? Loving kindness to cultivate that. Now, to a point where I resisted, I thought, this is for other people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> kind enough, thank you. You know, oh my God, I, can't, I cannot be any more kind. It's killing me, you know. Yes. But, but then when finally, you know, I think it was a year or so that I was immersed into learning about it and meditation and all that, that finally I naturally sat down and did this practice of loving kindness and uh, the first time i mean usually this is difficult for people to do but first time i did it i i decided to send loving kindness kind of like the words i said at the end of the meditation for people who have harmed me Mm. who have hurt Mm -hmm. me it just naturally came up and do you see that even that comes from the generosity and the compassion Right. right So that part of it was uh, actually easy, but the part of working with the mind, Mm -hmm. oh my goodness, you know, all these perspectives and all these ways of thinking that make a person agitated, irritated, judgmental, blaming, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, expecting right. and clinging and attaching, you know, having all kinds of aversions. Mm-hmm. That was the difficult part. Right, right. And as you're going along mm-hmm. in your journey, going to school and finding Buddha's teachings and, you know, becoming a doctor, at what point did you decide? I know it already is embedded in your culture to be that generous spirit, to become the teacher as well in UCLA and NYU. Um, yeah. How did that transpire for you? Well, uh, yeah, that, that part was a little accidental, actually, <laughs> because uh, I had going to the teachings to learn the teachings. I had heard that uh, the Buddha prevents or, or prohibits mm-hmm. anybody 
to offer, to solicit, yes. that I will teach you something. Yes. It's, it's the opposite of other religions, if you look at it from a religious right, perspective. Right. They are not going out to try to convert you. And so it was actually prohibited. They, people have to solicit that mm -hmm. from you. Mm -hmm. They have to say, please teach right. us. Now, that's for the monastic more so. Right. I mean, right. now these days, you know, it's everywhere. But that was, that was very much embedded in my mind to a point where I wasn't going to even mm -hmm. think about mm -hmm. teaching that. Or was I to teach right. these things? Right. Like, these are so high level and so deep. But I had, at the time, I had divorced and I met my uh, partner at the time that he happened to be a Buddhist teacher. And I didn't know about that before we met. But he happened to be a meditation and Buddhist teacher. And so I would take his classes and I would attend and... And so after a while, one day he wasn't gonna attend. He, he was missing, I don't know, he was late or something the last minute. And he said to me, manager, you have to stop for me. <gasps> what do you mean I have to stop for? What are you talking about? I mean, this was after like two, right. three, three, four years or so. No way, there is no, he says, you could do it. I know you right. can do it. Oh my goodness. So anyway, so I sat and I led people in meditation and afterwards we had Q&A and all that. When the session was done, three women came up to me and said, where do you teach? Um, I said, I don't teach. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't hear right. it. They didn't hear. Where, where else do okay. you teach? I said, I can't teach. Three times, right. they right. said. And two of them mm -hmm. left. Finally, they got it. The lad, the third one stayed and said, can, can I hire you, you know, personally, yeah. private right. sessions. I said, okay, sure. And I mean, I had training right. in coaching people and I had training in psychology mm -hmm. already. So, so this was uh, an, a kind of like a branch of that. So, so that's how I got the message that I have been asked mm -hmm. to tell. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. That was that was my coming into this. Wow, you know. that's amazing <laughs> yeah. to have the universe be like, no, can you please do this? How many times do I have to ask you? <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Something like that. That is yeah. remarkable how that happens, and I think that's how a lot of our paths lead is just accidental, and then you yeah. end up unraveling this amazing journey. And not knowing yeah. at that point, right? At that point, you had no idea. No idea and no intention right. to teach these things. Yeah, I mean, I was on a different path. I got my doctorate in psychology of organization management. And it was a totally different path to, you know, uh, training and strategizing and, you know, corporate development and team development, all that. You know, I was into those things. And then something changed shifted in me. how did that when i yeah how did that unravel for you through time oh i mean i became responsible in a different mm. way for learning the material oh yeah yes yeah, for in for embodying yes. it for really getting it and so i i continued going to long retreats and and of course, every time I went, I had some mental issues, some not, you know, right. some kind of a problem with this person, problem with that issue, problem with here, problem with, you know, all these things that make us unhappy. Yes. 
I would bring with me into retreats and the teachings were there and meditating and sitting and walking and sit and kind of constantly sorting them out in my own mind, cleansing the heart, cleaning the mind and just re rewiring, reprogramming myself, which was not easy, but I was determined. I was determined. And you know, the determination, I, I, I will tell you, I remember the first 10-day retreat that I went to, the first time, which was also accidental. I hadn't intended to. It was like, that's a whole beautiful other story. But they they used to do, we did, we did sitting, walking, sitting, walking, and in the afternoon, they would give us a yoga oh, session okay. so that you could, your body could, yeah. you know, have this relief and release. So... I remember lying down, we did the whole yoga at the end, you know, where's the uh, corpse kind of oh, a, a shavasana. You just let go, relax, yes. and that's it. You've done so much efforting, now you're going to enjoy. I remember a thought came to me lying down. That was a sad thought. Mm. It was sad. It was like, when I go home, such and such, my such and such person might say such and, something, right. you know, to that effect. And it was so painful that I remember I mm. cried. And when tears rolled down my yeah. face from the practice of mindfulness, body awareness, all of that, all of a sudden I came tuned that it's just the thought. Oh. This is not happening. Right. And oh my goodness, that was the moment where I said to myself, no, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. <laughs> this is unacceptable. Right. That situation is not here. That person is not. It's not happening. This is me suffering. Like my heart became sort of compassionate. Like, no, this is unacceptable. I'm going to get to the bottom of it. And that really um, pushed me into really going all out going every effort i had every moment i had every time or money or any opportunity i had for about good 10 years i did not go on vacation anywhere wow. any time i had i would go to retreat go to the monastery i mean still i mean it's been 15 years still i don't know why i say 10 but <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I mean, I've gone a few okay. places recently for for work and for for my you know these teachings, but yeah, I've gone all over the world to these monasteries right. because nothing else gave me the same benefit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Everything else was like wasting your yeah. time. Right? Why? Because to me, for myself. I'm, I'm, yeah, you know. absolutely. I mean, when you're in this space, it makes sense because you're going on vacation to get away, to escape, to drink, to do things that are not filling you, just trying to fill a void on vacation, right? Instead of yeah. going and diving deeper and trying to transmute your life into a healthier space with your free time. Obviously, everyone can do whatever they want with their free time. That's, it is just in this, in this beautiful space that is understood um, that that is better. Even so, like going on vacation to uh, help others in, in the community space of another country, that is filling 
as well with your time because you know society is um brainwashed people into this super overworked overwhelmed that you have to go on and escape right as opposed to building a healthier balance in your life and then with your free time how are you inviting uh, more expansion in yourself right and and others so that is the ideal situation um, but I'm, I'm happy that that's... Yeah, everybody has their process. Yeah. You know, everybody yeah. has their Absolutely. path and journey. And, and what's important to one person mm. may not be the right. same for another right. person. For me, because I saw the suffering mm. was originating from my mind. I saw it. I can't ignore it anymore. Mm. How am I going to ignore mm. this? And, and continue. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it was unacceptable. Right. We had to go clean it up and redo it and fix it and change it. And so it was it was a journey. But, you know, today I am so grateful, so incredibly grateful for for that effort, for the determination, for focus of what's important, the priority in my life, because I'm, you know, I'm in a happy yes. place. I'm in a content place, fulfilled and, and have the skills that when challenges mm-hmm. come, you know, you know, I've lost right. my son, right. my child. Right. I mean, that's not something no. to reckon no. with. You know, lost my father, lost my right. you know grandmother, lost recently lost. You know, lots of these things that happen in right. our lives. And so, having the skill, having the deep understanding of how life works, you know, is very, very helpful. It's very helpful very incredibly helpful to to live a content and fulfilling Mm -hmm. life with with as minimum as possible suffering you know for for challenges of life yeah um yeah um wow i I was gonna bring up the book and it just escaped me uh the four noble truths right um I just wanted to bring it up for anyone that's listening that may be wanting to know deeper how can you explore suffering? Um, it's it's a beautiful small Buddhist. Uh, I, it's a small book, and it's just filled with so much comprehension on suffering. It's called the Four Noble Truths, but it's the Four Noble Truths of Suffering. And I know we we went through it in the last class, um, but it was transformative for me before meeting Manage. I was I was telling her the story. I was in New York, still there in the middle of suffering and reading this book and at the end the last page or, or no it was the second because there's four the second four, second noble truth when i finished that one and i was still sitting in the train i looked around and i thought oh my god this is, i i'm never gonna be the same because like you said like once you see it and you have this awareness of it you can't you cannot not see it and feel it and it is just extraordinary so i invite anyone who wants to deepen their practice um the four noble truths and it's online for free on a pdf so you don't really have to like go um on amazon or anything like that just type it in and um you'll be able to find it it's truly remarkable um yeah it's it's something extraordinary well i did not write no So your listeners know, <laughs> yeah, the Four Noble Truths is the Buddha's the teachings, and 
Uh, and there are millions of books and writings yeah. and yeah, it's, thoughts. It is remarkable. I wish I could remember the name of the uh, the Buddhist who wrote it because it's not really an author. It's uh, no, it's, nobody. You don't need a name. Yeah. This is because the, there's no other book that. out there with that name. Um, oh yeah, there are hundreds of them. Yeah, yeah. There, you just anybody Google yeah. four noble truths and put Buddha next. Oh to, yeah, you know, perfect. Not, and then just you'll come up. Uh, articles and yes. books and everything yes. will come up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it's just easy. He he was, you know, he was a good teacher. Yes, he was. Not only he really understood life, but he also was able to teach yes. the, you know, these matters really well. Mm-hmm. And so he just said, look, there is suffering. Yeah. You know, you could, you, you could verify it for yourself. And suffering is a translation of this word he used, dukkha. You know, it's a big umbrella for putting agitation, irritation, jealousy, envy, you know, clinging, all kinds of judgment, anything that's going to make you unhappy, put it under the umbrella of suffering. He said there is, obviously, we know there is. But then he said there is a cause Mm -hmm. to it. Number two, there is a cause for all this suffering. And number three is there is a way to end the cause. You know? There is a way to end the cause. Number four is this is the way, the eightfold path. Yeah. Yeah. The cause is greed, hatred, and delusion. Greed could be clinging, craving, wanting expecting yes. you know it's yes. not just money right. we right. usually think right. of greed as money but wanting clinging attachment you know uh, aversion hatred is aversion you know pushing away resisting not wanting wanting it differently it's not that the thing shouldn't be different but our approach right. to it is tight and mm-hmm. tense and you know that's the cause of your suffering and delusion is not seeing right. properly, not seeing that. Look, when uh, like Ajahn Chah has a good metaphor for it. He says, when it, when if you see a cobra during his time in forest, you know cobras were uh, were you know easily uh, part of their life. If you see a cobra, you see the head. You're not gonna touch right. it. You're not gonna go and say hello, cobra. Let's have lunch right. or something. You know. But when the cobra turns around and you don't see it, you just see the tail of it. You kind of get like, can I touch it? Maybe I go yeah. touch it. You forget or you or you become that's delusion. Right. Thinking that this tail, the, it will not hurt me. And you go grab the tail and the cobra will get, get So situations in life, you know, it's like, you know this person is going to be acting like such right. and such and they're going to hurt you. And you just keep hoping they yes. don't. You keep hoping, they, yes. wishing that it will be different. Yes. You keep wanting it to be different. And then you keep yes. putting yourself in this situation. Right. Absolutely. You know, so, so these three causes can be ended, actually. They are in our yes. mind. They are embedded in our mind. And then also I would go further to say that they are also part of our brain. Our brain has neural pathways 
that that's the difficulty because we have brain is developed around these you know obstacles in life then it will act on our behalf in those right. ways right. so you have to be very diligent in, and committed right. to to understand to become aware to understand to develop a different right. way of living thinking right. feeling living responding right. so that your brain can change and once it changes then you're set. Right, exactly. And also saying like, uh, I love the, the snake metaphor because also you could ask yourself, why do I keep doing that? Why do I think that he's not going to bite me? But I keep doing it. Right. Why? 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 Why is this behavior coming from? Right? And then get in deeper. And, and, and usually for most of us is childhood trauma. Right? There's certain behavior patterns that we have that we don't notice, right? That's what this is all being aware and paying attention and using mindfulness to see like, why do I expect a different result when I know it's gonna bite me when I go touch it? Mm-hmm. Like, what is what's, yeah. what is the path, the neural pathway that keeps running <laughs> for me to keep wanting yeah. to touch it? So it's just like what Manage is saying is how, how to rewrite that programming, how to rewrite and stop doing that behavior when you know it's going to get you well you know the the thing about you know when you ask why it's possible to get lost Mm. in the seeking and finding the reason whereas the effort might be better spent Mm. when i say might be because it's not 100 percent in every case some cases you have to go find out the origin but Often, you can just see the cause and effect. I do A, B happens, and I suffer. If you feel the suffering, be with it, stay with it, not forget it too fast, then you can, your brain could remember when you say next time, well, let's not do A, (laughs) Right. right? your brain has remembered the right. suffering and will say, okay, maybe you just shouldn't right. do A. Right, exactly. And you practice not doing A. Yes, <laughs> and not practice doing A. And that's how you get a different you know result, I mean? yes, than the formal. And then, and then you learn a different path. Mm-hmm. Okay, instead of doing A, I can do B mm-hmm. because then my mind wants to do something, right? right? Mm-hmm. Often... Often your attention, you can't just say don't. But if you say do this, it's like a child. You know, you don't want the child to touch the knife. Mm -hmm. You say, come, come, let's see. Let's go find the plastic knife. Right. Right? Don't touch knife. You know, it it might be just prolonged misery for the Mm -hmm. child. Oh, I want to. I want to. You never let me. You know, it's like my niece, she comes, she came over the other couple of weeks ago we were cooking together she was sitting on the kitchen counter she said auntie do you know you're the only one who lets me cook with her you know so so instead of saying don't which will leave an impact an imprint a negative result on the person or yourself or it's hard to because there is a draw there is this craving there is this wanting to do something you can also give it something else to do. It's like in meditation when we say, if we say don't think, right. then what else you can think? 
You know, it's so automatic to think, you know? So, oh, okay, don't think what, oh, okay, so go feel your breath. Feel your breath. Eh, it's not entertaining. <laughs> you get it. And then you go back thinking. Yes. Okay, you let it go. Come feel your body. Release your tension. You, you're doing something yeah. else instead of thinking. Right. right. Right? Or when we say do loving kindness for mm-hmm. yourself, instead of thinking frivolous, mm-hmm. useless, or the things that will lead you to you know unhappiness, you do you do something with your mind that is useful. Yes. May I be peaceful. Yes. It's useful. Yes. You wouldn't say may I go be unhappy, <laughs> but you go. You know what I mean. Yeah. So there are there are ways that I learned that are so effective, yeah. and one can uh, you know verify for themselves. Right. You can verify. Mm-hmm. This is what my, my teaching is very much based yes. on. Whatever I teach you, whatever I tell you, test it yes. out. Check it mm-hmm. out. Does it mm-hmm. resonate? Does it work? Mm-hmm. Does it give you the same result that I think it yes. could? You yes. know? And don't jump from one tradition to another, one right. thing to another. Stay right. with one and really test, and really it, test out. it out. What do you see for yourself? What do you find uh, that people have mm-hmm. the hardest uh, time with the mind? What is the, the I guess one of the three, uh, uh, right, that you said on the uh, Four Noble Truths, what do you, uh, and through time of you teaching and um, encountering uh, different people around the world, what do you feel like this is the most common uh, difficult part for them to um, master the brain, right? To use it as a tool versus, a, you know, being used by it. Well, you know, the, the brain we know now that comes with some biases that's already embedded in in the program. Uh, the number one is truth bias, mm. right? That because the brain doesn't have the resources to go check every single right. thing that we think about or we hear, it doesn't have its efficiency mm-hmm. thing. And it's kind of like naive, this brain. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's not built to be wise. It was built to budget, balance our budgets mm-hmm. and keep our body running, keep our neurology running, keep our biology running, and, and keep us, you know, mm-hmm. alive. This is the function of the, or the goal of the brain, right? right? It's not, uh, it doesn't really care about truth or false or anything. Mm-hmm except for if it kind of sees that, oh, this something that I'm saying that is false is going to get me to trouble. Finally, the mind has to see right. it. So this truth bias, whatever we are exposed to, the first tendency of the brain is to go accept it. Mm-hmm. It's yes. easier, it's faster. Right. And the problem with that is there's so much misinterpretation, misunderstanding, miss, you know, uh, or all this delusion, uh, you know, clinging, aversion, everything influences us, feelings influence us. We're constantly misunderstanding situations. And those misunderstandings, they become our truth. And we build on it. Mm -hmm. And we act on it. You know, it's like, 
couple of night, a few nights ago, um, my during the day in the morning, my tire, one of my tires was low in, in you know in air. So I was with my friend. We go to the gas station. He puts in. He says, "I'll do it." He puts air, and he says, "Oh, the air is leaking out. That means the tire has a tear in it." Okay, what do we do? What do we do? So, and we had to go far away. We drove to my mom, left the car, took my mom's car. We went and came back. Now it's 10 o'clock at right. night. Nobody's with me. Now I'm gonna, supposed to take care of this oh. tire. So I drove very carefully. I drive it to the gas station to put air in it. And, oh no, he also put, used this pump that has some foam in it. Oh, right. And right. He, he pumped mm-hmm. it, yeah. But then he said, oh, the pump is empty. <laughs> it's not pumping right. anyway. So when I went to the gas station, I said, I called a few people at 10 o'clock right. at night, you know, should I put air in this now that I have it? One person said, no, 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 no. One says, yes, yes, yes. Anyway, I put air and the air was coming mm. out. Same thing. So sure enough, there must be a tear in this. As I'm just sitting there desperately thinking, oh, I don't want to call the AAA. Right. One of the people said, call AAA, get, get, get Uber. Where is the AAA going to take this home? Tomorrow I have to take another AAA. I mean, it was, yeah. you know, kind of a lot of inconvenience. So this guy drives by and he starts putting air into his tire and I'm standing there. I said, yeah, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what to do. He says, don't worry. Uh, oh, you have to have your car on because it's an EV car. Mm-hmm. I mean, just think about it. Everybody's assuming everything. Right. Because it's an EV car, you have to have the car right. on. Okay, I said, if I have the car on and get out, the car is going to turn off. He said, then I'll do it for uh-huh. you. Okay, I sit in the car, turn the car on. He puts the air. He says it's leaking. <laughs> uh-huh. then, and then he puts it into his own car. It's still leaking. You know what he said? He said the nozzle is broken. Oh. It's not your tire. It's the nozzle. Really? What do you mean? Uh-huh. What? <laughs> so I drove across the street, used that nozzle, air nozzle, and it worked. Oh, wow. The tire is, doesn't have a the tear in it. There's no... I mean, can oh, you imagine? Wow. The first one that came to this yes. friend of mine felt like the truth. Yes. And we built on yes. that. Every decision after yes. that, based on that perspective. Yeah. And God sent me an angel or somebody <laughs> sent the angel to say, no. <laughs> and especially the second nozzle. So two gas stations in a row, the nozzle wasn't working. What are the likelihood of that? So it's very easy to, to the the second bias of the brain is confirmation Mm -hmm. bias. Okay, first gas station that happened, that thought came up, yeah, that must be true. The second gas station confirmed it. Now it's definitely true. Right. Can you imagine? And then this person comes, how often do we not get that chance right. to debunk our own truth? <laughs> yes. What truth? You know? Yeah. And we base all our decisions, call people, tell people things, make right. a choice, right. you know, run 
run our lives based on these faulty, 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 faulty notions. That is a great example. Thousands Holy of them, moly. millions of yes. them. And then I thought, oh my God, there it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there it is. It just happened. <laughs> so crazy yes and i got home and the tire is fine and it's been three days ago and there's no tear in the tire and he doesn't even know that you're in this mindfulness space and you're like there is truth bias there it is it's it's there it is it's like wow look it just it just yeah oh, it's amazing so when so that's right. one of the things that i teach people right. in the programs that now i have developed one of the things is that that look if you understood, if you knew mm-hmm. that there is such a thing that your brain does mm-hmm. because it's efficient to do right. that, but not, but it's not based on wisdom, based on fact. There's no fact for just an assumption. Right. Air is coming out, there must be a tear. Mm-hmm. Just an assumption. So if we can just take it easy on our own truth, yeah. The moment you think so-and-so must, you think about it a little bit, then you should say, you know, not for sure. Right. And, and that's not and that's sure. okay to say, but most people in their ego and their pride, it's hard for them to say, I'm not sure, or I don't know. It's not pride. It's that the brain is so solidly believing mm. it, making you believe mm. it. You believe it. Because you believe right. it, then the pride says, I don't want right. to... But if you knew that this is not reliable, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this truth is not reliable, it's a maybe, right. it's a good guess, a good story, right. you know, a good possibility, but it's not definitely fact. Mm-hmm. And so you can just ease up right. on uh, yeah. assumptions and interpretations and conclusions. Right. And I, I love that because what comes up for me is like, if you're if you know about the truth bias the fun there is that you can become the scientist right you can experiment with that's right, right. and explore I mean, how many times did you get uh, proven wrong uh, right oh, right i was wrong it, i right. didn't think like that oh i didn't see it like mm-hmm. that oh i see that's a good point oh yeah. you know but we believe it we still continue believing yes. it is not yes. us it's not our fault the brain is wired yeah. to do right. that. So that's important. That important. To know. Not to take it, not to think like, ah, I did it again. Right. Ah, it's my fault. I never right. learn. It it doesn't work yeah. like that. You need awareness yeah. of your thoughts. Seeing thoughts in action yeah. and seeing how they make you feel. Mm-hmm. 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 Yes. You know? And that could give you information about, is this helpful for yes. me? Is it to my best interest to follow this line of thinking Mm -hmm. or do I have to do something about it? Right. And that's better than creating shame monsters on yourself. Right. Right. And like, oh, just shaming yourself for not knowing or whatever it is that the the negative self-talk that automatically comes through. Um, And instead of being investigative about what is happening in the moment. Yes, which is yes. beautiful, beautiful. And then you talked about yeah. some of the teachings that you do. Um, what are other community offerings besides your beautiful retreats, which, by the way, I've been to and highly recommend if you're in the Los Angeles area or the so- so- Southern California area to definitely check out uh, some of her 
date retreats. This Sunday we have yes. a retreat. <laughs> and they're just, yeah. it's like um, a spiritual bath, honestly. If you're going through something and you go to these retreats, you're like, it wasn't as bad as I thought. It's, it's fine. Life is fine. It's yeah. just the mind just <laughs> creates all these things. Um, and then when you get to, to yeah. see them and really be grateful in such a deep space, you're like, oh, it's, it's yeah. more yeah. than I am. It's, it's a, it, the mind made it more than I, I thought. Because Absolutely. one of the things I talk yeah. about too is about, um, I had this conversation um, uh, with the gentleman. Oh my gosh, I forgot his name that also teaches at UCLA that I told you about. Oh my God, I can't. Eric? Uh, no, not Eric. Eric, um, he referred him to me. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I, I lost. Brian. Yes, Brian, about um, TV, something that I realized because um, he talks about the theory of emotion. And I really sat with it. I, I experimented with it. And one day I was watching TV, a, a show on Netflix or something. And I thought to detach myself from the, the way, it, let's just pick um, a, um, a romantic movie that has an, a sad ending, right? So your, your, your emotions are rising to falling in love with the characters. And then when one of them dies and you get sad and you start to cry, and I, I've posed this experiment. Next time you watch something that pulls an emotion out of you, ask your heart. Like it says, if the character dies, like ask your heart, are you really sad? And you'll notice that it's not sad. It's the mind believing that this person is real and it died and now you're, you're crying. But in, in the present moment, which you are in sitting in your couch, not the show, you're fine, but we yeah. we fall yeah. into yeah the mind's just like oh this and that. yeah 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 so um, yes uh, moving on to the beautiful work that you offer the our community um, and I wanted you to share that have an opportunity to share that and mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you still wanted to touch up on on grief as well because I know that was something that you're passionate about speaking of yeah. Well, maybe we could use that as a different, as a different Sounds yeah, podcast. Yeah. yeah, that would be a little bit more mm -hmm. <laughs> involved. It's a great topic. Yes. Of, yeah, yeah, we could do that next, another top, another yes. uh, session. But no, so uh, I mean, you know the the website perfectly here. Um, dot org. We have the courses and these programs are. You know, I ended up developing this three-dimensional life intelligence, which I, which I realized, you know, there is a lot of um, intelligence and education and knowledge that we humans have gained throughout the ages, advanced into, you know, technology and medicine and in every way possible, right? But we are still lacking we're still seeking, mm -hmm. we're still not done, we still haven't reached happiness, contentment as a whole, as mm -hmm. a general state, uh, not individuals, because individuals might have. So so I, I realized that, yeah, a lot of the, just like the truth bias, confirmation bias, a lot of the things that we have learned are faulty. Our brain is basing our, our present moment actions and choices and future on faulty 
things that we assumed and our brain picked it up as true. And so those that's one aspect of it. The other aspect is that we did we have there are missing missing sort of components of, that we have to learn. Like the heart, for example. The heart is not fully developed. It could be when it's fully developed and cleansed and cultivated. It is such an incredible resource. Mm-hmm. Not just for happiness and well-being, but the resource for wisdom. Yes. Resource yes. for our interactions and our relationships and our the way we relate to life. Mm-hmm. You know, That's just one thing. Our relationship to the planet, yes. right? It's so minimal. It's so removed. Right. And I'm like, that's nature. This is me. This is my mm-hmm. home. And nature is in hiking or in the forest right. or in the, you know, in the backyard mm-hmm. or something. But not knowing that everything we have, the mouse, right. this is nature. It's come from nature. Nothing, nothing. There's nothing right. that came out of outer space or anything. Right. It all comes from the right. planet. Even the synthetic stuff, right? 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 A car right. is from right. nature. It's not separate from nature. So our understanding, our relationship to mm-hmm. it is minimal. And so mm-hmm. we don't care for mm-hmm. natural resources. Uh, we're not a stewardess right. of the natural resources where we could right. be because we, we utilize mm-hmm. it. So we want to make sure things are abundantly available for us, for future generations. So that's important. It's not just mindfulness for stress reduction. Right, right. I can't, we can't suffice to that. And then also understanding the systems that govern Mm -hmm. us. There are natural laws that govern us and and then systems that we create, Mm -hmm. you know. So it's a three-dimensional life intelligence. And then I have a five-stage to step-by-step step how to go through to gain these right. life intelligence, you know? And so, so the, you know, it's full, and I, I, we are in the process of having teachers to teach this, teacher training programs, and, uh, <coughs> excuse me. Oh, yeah, you're fine. <laughs> I left one of the things that, one of the first classes I took with yeah. you, we did, I think, mindful eating, and you talked about, think about how does got here, like the farmer, how did he gather, let's say, a grape, and then the trucks, and how it got to the the farm, and then now it got to the store, and how the store, and how, like, that process of that, that you're saying, the disconnection, and we didn't even think about that, right, even the mouse, like, who made it, where did the parts come, and how got to your hand now, um, it, it, it's a, deeper practice of, of gratitude, uh, of having these amazing things that we're able to use to have the life, even record this podcast, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, so, you know, it's a full being well-rounded, mm-hmm. sort mm-hmm. of well-rounded about life, right. you know? Uh, and at this age that I am right now, you know, sometimes it's difficult. Sometimes with the book I'm writing is so comprehensive. Mm-hmm. It's one book and three workbooks, right. right? Sometimes I feel like, oh my God, manager, why couldn't you just take one little thing and write about right. it? <laughs> no, you had to go. But I, but it's just like that moment of mm-hmm. me awakening to 
no, this suffering must be resolved. Right. I will not have right. it. Yes. So that moment was personal. And now this moment is for the humanity. Mm-hmm. I can't, I cannot stop right. it. And it's not up to right. me. There is, you know, universe comes and says, okay, enough, uh-huh. get up, continue. <laughs> uh-huh. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm excited to share my book, which is in the process of being edited yeah. right now. I, I'm, I'm beyond excited. I know it's going to be just yeah. everything. And for the listeners out there that are very interested mm-hmm. in taking her courses, I highly recommend it. Um, the way she teaches you know, for me, as me processing what you give, right? Um, it, it's so insightful and digestible and comprehensible and um, applicable. And so it, I, I think even as we did the six-week course, after each course, I, I, at least for me, it's impossible for the brain not to really sit there and want to process and practice it and, and, and want to also, because I, I'm, I love mindfulness. Yes. But, <laughs> and it's just a part of me now. And, um, so for anyone who wants to expand on, on, you know, having the awareness of the mind, um, and also if you want to further explore the Buddhism, um, I know you offer, um, you know, other, other books and other that you recommend, of course, um, and teachings as well. Um, but you know, when I was looking for someone to, to, to see where they were at and see where I was at in the mindfulness space, when I first came across you, um, what was funny is that I didn't even go to UCLA to study under Manage. I reached out directly to Manage, and she already had a website, perfectlyhere.org. And at that time, I already created presentlyaki.com. So I, I was like, this is not a coincidence. These names are so similar. And okay, I was like, okay, universe, okay, let's keep going. Let's reach out to this woman and, <laughs> and see what happens. I don't know. And uh, two years later, um, you've greatly affected me and, and, you know, what you, what you do and the way you teach, it pushes me further into my heart and not, um, and, and less shaming into the mind and, and more mm-hmm. compassion and grace as well. So, um, even when I go through things and, um, I'll sit there and think about like, well, okay, brain, you want to suffer? This is interesting but how long are we gonna do this and how many thoughts do you want to add to it and um and because i'm i'm being i'm bringing awareness to what the the patterning that's happening and the looping um i end up laughing after you know and also letting the emotions i need to come through as well and not pushing it to the side and being present with it and then usually it always ends up i'm in a better mood and it's truly amazing to use mindfulness and being in the present moment um, and to, to meet someone uh, as remarkable as you that um, allows me to expand, right? Because that's, that's the importance, at least for me, um, because the universe is forever expanding. So that's the space I'm always with and, and to have you and, and the community that you have created um, and to hear their stories and, and their life um, definitely brings more 
uh, I would say more compassion uh, with the collective and and mm. and not like judge others and look at people like oh it's just more understanding and and seeing and it's more like oh i wonder how they got here or what led them to do this right versus judgment yeah. right so yeah really there is no judgment mm-hmm. we cannot judge anybody because look the way we act is the way our brain has been wired right, right. Wrong or right, this is a wiring that's happened, and it's not, and it's almost automatic until we make the effort yes. internally to change right. it. And so uh, we may judge people for not making the effort, but even that we can't right. do because the brain doesn't have those who do not, you know, go after it because they don't have the the concept. Or the whatever it takes, you know, it could be other challenges. We, we don't know. But what, you know, this is beautiful that you are creating a space and offering these teachings from different perspectives, different channels, different people to, because us humanity, we are a learning machine. Forever, we are constantly learning, you know. And I'm hoping that with these programs, this comprehensive program, that we could give humanity a template. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's do yes. life like this, put it to test, see if it works yes. for you, see if it makes life yes. easier, happier, more functioning, yes. more adaptive, more, you know, harmonious. Mm-hmm. And, and and just feeling content yes. you know contentment yes. is not a, is not like oh I'm not gonna have enough it means that you are completely well yes good enough is sometimes is really a great place to mm-hmm. be mm-hmm. You know? absolutely it's yeah. beautiful like my yes that's what my teacher says good enough is good <laughs> it's actually a good it's thing a good yeah thing. but uh, yeah so uh, it, there's a lot involved and it all begins with that sense of understanding that I'm not happy and I don't want to be unhappy anymore. Right. I am the one who I cannot no longer rely on external, right. you know, situations to go my way. People do it my way. I can't, look, I could, but you, I'm going to fail. They're going to disappoint me. Things are going to go. Things are going to be lost. And I'm going to all of a sudden drop and Mm -hmm. die, Mm -hmm. you know? (laughs) So so I better make an effort to get this right or do it, you know, develop myself. Yeah. Anyway, we could talk. I know. It's been remarkable. Um, Before I let you go, beautiful, is there anything that you may want to share that the listener may need to hear? Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I think the best friend is important so to make an effort to become your own best friend is a very, very uh, advantageous thing to do, and it will pay off. Because you've heard me say, for the rest of your life, till the last breath, the one who's going to be there for sure, by your side, 
is you. That would be for sure. And so if you make friends with yourself, if you allow yourself to be however you are and love yourself and give yourself this um, sort of um, promise, determination or intention for doing better, getting things right, cleaning your act, cleaning the mind. You know, it's a little bit at a time, it makes a big difference. Yes. Beautiful, beautiful. To, yeah. Amazing. Go, go beyond massages and spas <laughs> and buying things for yourself, but actually yes. befriending yourself as if you're the best friend. I love that because yeah. that is um, how the trend is now of self-care, right? Spas and this instead of really diving deep and yeah. finding that friend in you. Um, because it will create better friendships and relationships in your life. Awesome. Yes. yes. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you for having oh me. Gosh. I appreciate it. It was my <laughs> honor, truly, to oh, have you sweet. and have this beautiful conversation so the audience can hear why I'm so in love with this woman and the joy that she's brought to my life. And um, I want to thank you all for tuning in and listening and help expand with us today. And remember that the breath is the secret and always lead with love. Until next time. Thank you. If today's episode resonated with you in any way, please subscribe to my podcast and share with anyone that may need to hear today's message. You can find me at Presently Aki on all social media platforms. Gratitude donations are also accepted via Venmo at Presently Aki. My wish for all of you is to find the courage and strength to start the path to self-love through mindfulness because you deserve it. Remember the breath is the secret and always lead with love.